0: Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief, Tom Nelson. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Jeff. And Rich Larson is back in with oh, us. Oh, we always asked Rich to join
1: us. It, it, you know, adds so much levity and, uh, Okay. Something to the conversation. Still, still the, conversation. You
2: can't, the, the word you, you want to use, you can't say on the radio. Right? Oh, come on. <laughs> I,
1: I, I love these mornings. I listen in the shower between 6.30 and 7 and see if there's anything I need to work in. Mm-hmm. We talked about that off mic already, took care mm-hmm. of that. Yep. So, yeah, no, this is a, a good you highlight. You take a half it.
0: hour shower every day? <laughs> no,
1: you know what, that's, it's the hair. It's the it's <laughs> The primping and preening. All
2: all that product.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we all survived the holidays. Yeah, we got through the holidays. And uh, how about, you know, from a standpoint of fire safety, we told people to be safe. Did they listen? So far, so good. We haven't had any Christmas trees go up in
1: flame that we knew about. Mm -hmm. That's good.
0: Um, And that, you know, a lot of people still have their trees up. And it's to the point now where it's probably getting real dry. So until you get that tree down and out and get it all cleaned up, uh, you know. Don't be lighting candles keep, around it. Keep watering your tree.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, l- I found something on YouTube. Uh, where it, You can look on YouTube. It'll say, uh, Christmas tree watered versus dry. Oh. And they have uh, the National Fire Protection Association had a little demo where it's like two rooms next to each other. Mm-hmm. And one has the tree that's watered and the other has the tree that's dry. And it's, I mean, any one of us who've done the whole, hey, let's take the Christmas tree and throw it on the bonfire, that's, mm-hmm. you know, the tree that's been sitting outside, there's a lot of energy in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so uh, if you're looking for something to do today, put your finger in the little tray of your, if you have a real tree, and make sure there's water am, in there.
2: Am I right in my knowledge, or my what I think is my knowledge, pine needles, dry pine needles, are especially flammable?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you think of the, that resin that's in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's it's you know, it's almost like frozen diesel fuel in a little oh, bit of a way. So okay. um they're beautiful and they're great. Um there's also one that I stumbled on where it's like, why are people they're having uh like a party in the house and of course they have sparklers and I bet there's maybe some alcohol involved. Oh yeah. They start the tree on fire and then they all have to like throw it out the front dry you know, out the front door uh <laughs> while it's on fire. And so and and we're all pausing thinking i've been to a party like that (laughs) i can totally see how that happened
2: not since i was 24 Uh, but yeah i I was thinking that was an 80s thing yeah Yeah. totally we hopefully have outgrown that
1: (laughs) another thing to think about now as it's getting cooler is um a lot of people have the electric heaters plugged in and they're fine when they're used properly and You need to have space around them. You don't want to leave them unattended. And we've also been on some apartment building inspections where there's a long extension cord. Mm -hmm. And so the key with electric heaters is plug them directly into the outlet. Don't have, you know, an extension cord because you want to move it over there. Um, most of the time they're fancy enough that if they got knocked over, there's a switch that'll turn them off. Mm -hmm. Um, but another place that we see those are, we had it, you know, probably five years ago where I call them the milk house heaters. Those, you know, ones that are about the size of two shoe boxes in a fan. Um, and people will put those in places that they don't want to freeze or they'll put them out in the well house or in the chicken coop we've had it
2: those yeah. are the ones that have been floating around your house since like 1978 oh right? yeah. yeah you pick them up in an
1: auction yeah, too, exactly then, then they're the good kind right <laughs> <laughs> they don't have all those safety
0: features that can be frustrating <laughs> and that's not not to mention you know you mentioned the space heaters but if you get like a kerosene or one of those uh heaters that's that's not an inside thing is it right mm. yeah
1: um and the other thing that we've seen you can see it when you drive around is that People are still grilling, right? You know, we're Minnesotans. It's not winter yet. No, it's not. And so what I've noticed is the best place people like to grill now is just inside the garage door Yep. because then you're protected. And um, so, again, obviously, when you think about it, the same thing there is you're a lot of people using propane. Mm -hmm. And so, sure, you got the garage door open, but you still have that 20-pound propane tank inside the garage with the door open and then a lot of times what people will do is say, okay, we're done grilling. Um, Let's take the grill, pull it into the garage, close the door. Um, And we've probably talked about it every month I've come in where Mm -hmm. it's like, Don't store propane in the garage.
0: It's a missile. It is a missile. It's (laughs) a missile. We've learned that.
1: And that a lot of those valves, you know, they fail at the valve, and you can go out in the garage and the garage can be full of propane.
2: I have been guilty of storing propane in my garage over the winter. When it gets especially cold, do those uh, or, or do the valves? Does something happen with the gas where the, where, where it, it thins out and it can get through those valves? Even no, I would think down?
1: what may probably happens more of as you think of anything else is that when stuff gets cold, it moves mm-hmm. metal and whatever, and sure. so whether it's the seat of the valve or something, um, but a lot of times people don't take the time to disconnect. Mm -hmm. the regulator Mm -hmm. and then maybe the valve stays on and then the whole grill is pressurized. Right. Right. Um, and then a a valve can get bumped or something like that. And, um, just store if you don't want to store the grill outside because it's super nice at least store the propane tank
0: outside <laughs> we're so. talking with Tom Nelson uh, the uh, he's fire marshal Tom around uh, town here <laughs> uh, about uh, some things wasn't that the, usually comes with a special wave from people <laughs> wasn't, that
2: Jim, wasn't
1: that Jim Carrey could, someday maybe I could only
0: hope <laughs> yes. uh we're heading into um 2024 now yes. I had to stop and think about about the year mm. you know if you look at it from uh, your your standpoint which is like budget and administration and things like that give us a look forward into 2024 what are going to be some of the key things that are going on with northfield area fire and rescue uh
1: that is almost a softball thrown to me because one of the things <laughs> that's what i'm here that for. you're going to be cc is coming in mm-hmm. today uh, i think so and so she and i as as well as galen malica and others are working on you know as part of the age friendly thing we are working on fire prevention fire safety uh in the term is aging in place and mm-hmm. we've talked about that and so we're really trying to put several programs together for folks that are aging in place and one is that home knocks box program yeah and so she's going to be talking about that. We're the, the hard part is to figure out how do we administer it? How do people get the boxes? How much do they cost? How do you put them in? Um, but then there's also a program that's been going on from the Northfield Hospital, I think the Auxiliary of Viola Life, which you may be heard of, but basically it's a means to get all the important information about your health in a place where when fire or EMS show up, for some kind of a medical thing you know that we all go to the doctor it's like what meds are you on what mm-hmm. you know what in you know, who do we call having all that in a in some type of of a vehicle that then we can grab and say okay this has got all the information about who your doctor is what are your health issues what meds are you on and so that's another thing is we're trying to tag teaming um getting that out and to try to get it out in packets in some way again um sometimes the people that are older than us uh we can all say, oh, social media, we'll do that. We'll put it out on the website. Well, that doesn't work for a lot of our parents right. or things like that. Right. So trying to figure out how to get those out. And Cece and Galen have had really good ideas like, well, can it be at your primary care doctor? Those, right. things that they, those little things where you can pull out and say, hey, here's something to think about. A lot of that responsibility, I think, falls on the, the community, meaning your family or the neighbors, and say, hey, have you looked into this thing? Um, so those are some of the things we're going to be continuing on a lot of fire prevention education, been doing a lot of work in the independent living buildings in town and, uh, about just what's fire safety. We've talked about in the house cooking, um, trip hazards. We've had Brian Edwards mm-hmm. in when we mm-hmm. talked and we're about due to have him in. We are, again. I was just thinking that. Um, and another thing is trying to get people, we're really trying to get all of us to not have to go to we call them unwanted, unneeded calls. And none of us want to have the CO detector call, you know, where we have to go out for something that we could have prevented collectively. And so one of the things that we're really pushing on, you know, we've talked over here for many months about making sure that you check the batteries in your detectors. Um, The bigger issue that we're finding is that both carbon monoxide detectors and smoke alarms in your home, are good for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so we'll regularly go on a call and uh, get there, and we'll find this. Where's Because you can never find them, right? When they go off, they make the chirp, and it's like a, a cruel <laughs> joke because it doesn't go off long enough for you to hear it. You
0: do live in reality. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then so we had one this week where we went there, and we finally found the detector and unplugged it. And you look on the back, and it says, oh, two beeps every five minutes means end of life because the detectors the co detectors are supposed to tell you when they're junk so that you replace them Mm -hmm. so let's all be proactive and say oh where are our co detectors let's look at the date oh this is nine years old let's say in another four months at midnight or two in the morning this is going to go off and so i really challenge people especially now between christmas and new year's you got nothing else going on Pull those smoke alarms down and look at the back. They'll have a date. And if they're at or near 10 or more, replace
0: them. Rich has a uh, – is He's, it a question or a confession? Uh, let's <laughs> go with both. Okay. okay. He's got his uh, hand up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, pick
2: me, pick me. Um, I, I have – all of my uh, detectors are hardwired Correct. into my – and, if, and the, I think they probably are all due to be replaced – do I have to go get a special i mean do I have to re- rewire everything yeah, or do
1: you need an electrician yeah any, do, I, do do I have to call It's a great question
2: call your old boss so I mean, you know right so
1: um what I found in my house is no different, and of course at two in the morning and so mm-hmm. then what happens just what what happens is when they go off at two in the morning and they're all interconnected, I start taking them down, go into the bedroom, you know, take them down. And so then you're unprotected. And so we also go into places where it's like, there's three smoke detectors that are down. Right. So none of us want that. So um, what a lot of them will do is if you pull it down and you have the same brand or purchase the same brand, that little pigtail that's wired in is plug and play. Um, Another brand, um, they've changed it, but they come with an adapter like... Here's the old style pigtail. You plug that in, and that adapts to the new. So it's just you know, it's a, yes. You got to get a ladder. You got to get batteries, um, but it doesn't require like either electrical knowledge or calling in a subcontractor. Find out what they are and, and just get them replaced. So they're not yeah.
2: completely universal, but they're close. Right, oh,
0: and again, yeah,
1: if you right. buy the same brand, a lot mm-hmm. of the time
0: you can. Now, getting back to NAFER's and the administration part of it, uh, what are the things, Have you when are you going to get that new truck? We've been talking about that for quite a while. it's a really gonna...
1: good bring it back, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> you guys are geeking out on the fire oh, yes. stuff, and we all know so, to change our right. uh, detectors. So, so. Um,
1: we have it in the budget for a new pumper that we have signed the contract in 2023, and like so many other things, um, it takes a while to build. So the chassis, you know, the, the truck part of it will show up sometime in 2024. And so that one has been then spread across Naffers, which is Northfield, Dundas, and the Rural Townships. In 24, they'll pay for kind of the half of that entire truck. And so then we are guaranteed sometime in 2025 the pumper will arrive from custom fire in Osceola, Wisconsin. Wow. So, yes, and what's interesting is I go to both the Rice and Steel Fire Chiefs Association, the Dakota Chiefs Association, everyone is saying, oh, yeah, we, you know, hey, we just got our truck that we ordered in, in 20 or 21. Um so they're specialized, and, you know, whether it's supply chain or you can't get workers, it's no different than buying, you know, even a vehicle, it seems like, nowadays. That's
2: an Osceola. I didn't really, I, I guess I thought they had to build these things in Texas or Oklahoma, like, yeah. and that was part of the reason that they took so long to get here, but it's just over the border, and it's still taking that long.
1: Yep, and the chassis is the big part that, you know, when you look at the front of all our fire trucks, they're not just like a Kenworth or Freightliner. They're right. a special type of fire truck and so that comes from somewhere far away and then they send it and basically from the from the cab back is all put on in in osceola and so they're a big local manufacturer pierce is um in appleton okay uh wisconsin so they're you know there's fairly regional um truck manufacturers but
0: you know one other thing um because oh, we're running out of time here but i want to w- ask you about there has been uh, conversations for a number of years now about uh, creating a, a taxing district for uh, for uh, northfield area fire and rescue is that and there hasn't been a whole lot of activity in front of the scenes uh, last couple of years on that Where, where's that at and what are you going to move forward with that at some point
1: right that's a great question we we uh, had a committee that just wrapped up this year a special ad hoc committee of the joint powers board called the taxing district committee and so we've put together a ton of information about that and um, made a recommendation to the board of if you decide to go through with this here are the steps that we have to take Um, you know there's things again devil in the details things um, where the board is probably at in 24 is to look at okay, there are some things that we we need to change on how we operate. Um, funding, can we bond? Um, how do we want to do budgeting? And then to say, what's the best path to take? Is the best path to say, let's change the existing joint powers agreement to make those changes and tweaks that we need, or are we better off going with the taxing district which for folks it's a lot like the school board where there's a separate organization mm-hmm. that has a separate group, it's a separate line on your taxes. Um and uh then that would fund the fire department.
2: And the fire board then becomes elected positions too.
1: It, doesn't it? It right now the the statute does not allow it to be elected general election. Oh, okay. It it says that they all have to be they have to be elected from the groups. So it would be some Northfield counselors Dundas Council, Township Supervisors, Mm -hmm. and if we wanted to go to a point where it was a general election, that would be some legislative change. So we're coming at it a bunch of different ways. We've got a lot of good information coming into 2024, and then we're going to see, as the board continues to work through the year, um, a time frame, a yes or no, or a kick the can. So more on that in twenty four.
0: Yeah. All right, we are out of time. Man, it goes so fast. It does go it so it. fast. you got a whole list there we haven't talked about. Well, yet. I'll, I'll save it for, it. for next time. Yeah, we'll save it for next. There you have it. All right. Tom, thanks a lot for coming in. Appreciate it's it. It's always a pleasure. Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief Tom Nelson. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, at Northfield.